0: You're listening to Scarf Bay Community Radio on 88.3 92.7 FM online all over the world on scarfbayradio.com and also on the TuneIn Radio app and also the Radio Garden app, or even later on podcast. This is Ono Hagen, your host here today, and I'm delighted to be over in on the far side of Loch Derg in Nina in County Tipperary, talking to Andy Egan, who's the founder and president of Silver Rock Studios, that are going to change the face of movie making. In the Midwest of Ireland. Thanks for joining me today, Andy.
1: Thank you very much indeed for having me. Uh, Silver Rock Studios. What is that? Silver Rock Studios is a new film and television production facility that's going to be based in Nina. Um, Everybody listening is local to Nina, but Nina, as far as the world's concerned, you can film anywhere. It's about having the right facilities, and we did a lot of research and decided Nina was the place to be. And I can you know, explains some spectacular reasons. There are some really good reasons why we chose Nina. Um, But that's what it is. It's going to be state-of-the-art, ready for the future.
0: Uh, Most people see a film studio as four walls and a high roof.
1: Uh, Is Silver Rock going to be more than just that? It is. A film studio is four walls and a high roof. The film business is much more than four walls and a high roof. And the film studio is where things are built but it's a whole campus of facilities that have to go to support it. Uh, we will be having in Nina between phase one and phase two, there's everything that goes to the production offices, hair, makeup, you've got set builders, prop makers, prop stores, you've got all these different services that are required, and that's all before the sets are even built. Then you've got the actual filming, which is a whole different industry in itself. Then you've got what's called post-production, which is another industry in itself, from sound effects, Foley Sound. Foley Sound is where somebody's walking down a street and they go into a gravel path you don't actually mic the sound of their feet that sound is put on afterwards and there's a whole skill in an industry in itself you've got music composition you've got music recording you've got voiceovers you've got uh the marketing the promotion when a film's physically made you know you've got to sell it um and that's the problem actually with a lot of independent productions they think film business is just the days they're filming the glory days and there's a lot of work that goes either side. And the idea of Silver Rock Studios will be the home and operate as a studio. It's the only studio in Ireland that operates that way. Every other studio in Ireland, bar none, is a rented box. And you come in as a, and rent it as a facility and do what you want there. What we're doing is setting up to be able to supply all those facilities for a production. And then rent them off as the services and facilities that they need.
0: We've seen... Uh... And we do see in uh, all these studios in Ireland and Ardmore and Limerick and Troy and, and Ashford where Vikings is filming. And uh, they are uh, spaces where freelance uh, electricians like myself come in as a gaffer or a freelance sound man or, or a camera operator or a DOP or a camera loader. They all come in and work and uh, it's not a permanent place of employment because, because the freelance life is that you move around. So is the intention that uh, Silver Rock will be a place where you'd stay?
1: Work. Um, okay, and have job continuity. I should uh, say absolutely. Uh, now the thing is, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not pushing water uphill, so it will always remain a um, a freelance environment. You're contracted for a particular production. The difference with what we're doing is having this steady stream of work, so we know what's happening. So we would say to you, uh, okay, and we know you finish on the fifteenth of May do you want any holidays or do you want to go straight into this next production? And you will know what you're doing and schedule well into advance. So the deals we're looking at doing now are going as far as 10 years in advance. 10 years means if somebody signed a lease for 10 years, they're going to be busy for 10 years. They're not going to sign a lease and not use it. So that's just what the main tenant's doing. Then we've got our own productions as well, which is a whole separate situation. And then... Training is crucial for us, and what's going to be different about the training at Silver Rock is, at the moment, personally, my own, only my opinion, but film degrees aren't great. You spend a lot of time learning about history and things like that, whereas really you need to be learning how to use all the memories and all the facilities on, say, an ARRI camera. Um, technical training is crucial. And so what we're going to be doing is we will support all the places in the country that do film degrees. We're not competing with them. But what we will do is give you a chance, come and work on a real production and get a credit. If you're just learning and the director's having a hissy fit, suck it up. This is not practice. This is a real show. You're learning and you learn things like attitude. Not just the technical training. If a director finds you easy to work with, guess what he's going to do on the next production? He's going to say, see if that Owen's available. He was really easy to work with. And you can bring in. Your, you're not bringing in your mates because you're not going to bring in people that are going to let you down if you've got this window of opportunity. So the one thing the Irish are best at are relationships. And so we want to cultivate that. And I can go through in more detail how the training will work. But it's it's a really, really important part because the first attitude to people is Nina. Why the hell, Nina? Because we've got space. And that's normally the shortfall. So take Troy. Brilliant. Been busy since it opened. But it was a converted warehouse. It was Dell's old European hub. Brilliant, brilliant facilities. No criticism of it at all. But it's in the middle of industrial estate. They haven't got the space to expand. We've got acres and acres and acres. And room to expand by the side of us in the future. That's what's missing for most people. Our phase two, we're going to build a back lot, which has spaces that are streets, but the street is already pre fibered power, everything. So we could make that street 1918, 1956 or 2096 just by changing the facade. It's all geared up and ready to do that.
0: Um, you have familial connections here in Tipperary as well. And is that why you came here initially? Uh,
1: it wasn't why I came, but it made it much easier at the end to make the decision. So originally I was going to be doing all of this in Cheshire. In the UK and we were just having too many problems with planning and um, then I was going to go to the Isle of Man and the Isle of Man offers some phenomenal incentives to go there and you realize the reason why they offer phenomenal incentives is because uh, you got to bring everything in and take everything out and this one particular production we were looking for a home for we thought if you're working on this for six seven months you'll just stir crazy on the Isle of Man you really will and so I met with Screen Island at the Cannes Film Festival and they looked at me as if I was mental and said why the hell aren't you coming to Ireland I mean it's there's phenomenal support everything else and I do have to say Screen Island are pretty spectacular about the services they offer again training things like that some of it I I personally would do different and not embarrassed to say that but it's it's good it's good but it's a small industry but they turned over, and I don't know the exact number, but hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of work in Ireland during COVID, just because there was nowhere to do it. Simple as that. And so you hear now of all these stories of new studios opening the island. If they all get planning permission and they all happen, Ireland will not be full, because a number of things have happened which are just spectacular. Every country opts what's called Section 481 tax credits, and they're a tax credit towards your production. And basically, it's um, you get, um, in the UK, for example, it's 25% of your what's called eligible spend. Eligible spend means the cost of making the production. The
0: live production part. The
1: live production. So not your finance fees, not your lawyers, none of that. It's actually people, jobs, uh, the writers, music, everything else. And you have to pass what's called a cultural test. You have to get so many points. That means it's Irish or it's English, depending on what country you're in. You can have them in Barbados, you have them in Thailand. Everywhere has them. And Ireland decided it wanted to really attract this market. And so it's 25% in the UK, it's 32% in Ireland. But for a period of time, and it is decreasing, but then there was what's uh, a 5% regional uplift. So actually 37% of your eligible spend. And this will go down over the next uh, few years. But even at that, your eligible spend normally works out about 85% of your budget. So that's 29.6% of a budget. And you get most of it, not all of it, on first day of principal photography. So it's really, really attractive. Then we had the issue um, where you've still got to attract people to come. And what happened was a number of years ago, um, they started negotiating through Europe that actually a good percentage of the streamers and the studios' work should go and be spent in the EU. Well, when they started doing this, nobody had heard of a thing called Brexit. So ironically, all that's happened in the UK, which is pretty spectacular because it's a bigger country and bigger space, but that doesn't count against the EU quota. Well, Ireland is the last English-speaking country in the EU. So phenomenal opportunities. Then we didn't expect the Ukraine. I just, I just,
0: want, to, just want to question about that then. Uh, has Brexit affected the, the film industry in England? Has, has that sh- uh, severing from Europe and the toys affected the industry there?
1: No. It's effect- it has affected him, but not that you'd noticed, because the commitments are long-term. And, for example, one of the areas where it affects the producers and the amount of work they have to do, from Ireland, we can go and work on location from an Irish base anywhere in Europe. In the UK now, you're back to all, we have all the carnage, the green cards, the visas, the everything else. So suddenly it's a palaver, which will, in certain situations, put people off doing it. From Ireland, not a problem. I think it's 199 countries we can go to from Ireland which is pretty spectacular because you don't need to go to any more than that to find somewhere that looks like a place, you know, that you you want to.
0: And with with the success of Irish movies over the years and the Irish industry, sometimes you don't have to leave Ireland because we have the locations here. We have uh, initially in Wicklow because all the industry was based around Dublin. But here around Silver Rock Studios, you have these fantastic locations. Well,
1: I must say that was the main reason I came here. That and the response of Nina is a town. And the people that run Nina. So, spectacular support and enthusiasm from Tipperary County Council. Um, from chief exec level, chief planner, director of services, all aspects uh, wanted it to come to Nina. Everybody understands the value of a big project coming to a town, not just creating jobs, the whole impact on the culture of a town. The new generation of kids growing up in Nina, where they may, in days gone by and not long ago, would all then disappear off to England or America. It's going to be sexy to stay, and if they know with years and years notice what's here, they'll plan for it. They whether they choose media studies, whether they choose graphics, whether they choose there's so many different industries that that a studio needs. Um, so yeah, just just list some of uh, we all know the above the
0: line. Uh, mm-hmm. Positions on a film crew, like the director and the DOP and the, yep. the production designer and and the costume uh, manufacturers and 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 people like that. But there's other people there that the basic trades are required as well. And maybe people don't know what they are.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you're doing a film degree, you are serious about becoming say a director or a producer or whatever else. That that still exists. That will happen, and it's it's fantastic. Great courses in Dublin, Cork. Uh, Galway, um, and other courses as well. Fantastic. And we would support those, and what we would say is come and do your practical with us, and work on real productions. Because at the moment, you you know, we meet, we decide we're a team, we make a 10, 15 minutes short, and it's really a waste of time and money, because your granny sees it, your siblings see it, your mum and dad and your tutor. Whereas if you're working on a real production, you're getting real life experience. Now, that's very specialized, and you're on a mission to be in the film industry. But let's say you're anything from 24, you finish university, and, you, and you've only just got excited about film, or you're 50 and you want to change your career. Film is amazing for that. So let's say you're a painter and decorator, and you're in Nina. In fact, no, let's give you a factual example. Let's say you're an electrician. So, an electrician in Nina, the going rate at the moment is 180 euros a day. You're qualified, you can wire a house, you can do whatever. What we will do as part of our training is upskill you even further. So we will then take you and take your existing qualification and train you to make you a lighting or camera electrician or all these different industry sectors, but it's unionized. So guess what? You can have €320 a day. And you're doing what you wanted anyway. You can still wire a house at a weekend if you want. You know, we're not taking away your qualifications. If you're a painter and decorator, we can turn you into a scenic artist. If you're a welder, we can turn you into, or a rigger. If you're a scaffolder, if you're, all of these are jobs that you, the core skills you spent years learning by experience, we can upskill you to take you into a new industry. And that's the key phrase as far as money is concerned. We are taking you from one industry using the same skill, but bringing you into a new industry. But then on top of that, you've got all the local businesses. You know, I don't know how many we'll get through eventually. Um, probably get through 20 bouquets a week for ladies that have finished filming and they get a bunch of flowers. There's only three florists in Nina. So we'll spread the work about. And suddenly that's 20, 30 bouquets. And if one's not up standard, guess what? They can share it between the other two. There's not even a decent, really, taxi service in um, Nina because there aren't enough people that need them. And there may well be soon. There may well be soon. There's not a car rental place in Nina. There may well be soon. We were so excited about the response we got from Shannon Airport because Shannon Airport will use us as a reason for them in the future because the amount of people coming through, I mean, by the time we finished, we really hope that uh, phase one and phase two, you are looking at sort of a, a critical mass of nearly a couple of thousand people Working in Nina, not one minimum wage job. Catering, joiners. There's no limit to the roles that are required because uh, it's a small town.
0: Yeah, anybody you see on the credits on a film that you watch, a streaming service or in the cinema, yeah. uh, they can be employed locally here in Nina. Absolutely. In Silver you Australia. have to be
1: trained. You have to come yeah. on a course. But this is again where Ireland is brilliant and the response has brilliant. So Leo Vradka, uh, just before COVID, went and visited LA. And he met all the bosses of all the, you know, Reed Hastings at Netflix, uh, Bob Iger at Disney, etc., etc. et cetera. All those parts of a, um, a Screen Island initiative. He got this phenomenal excitement about the industry. And while he was Minister for Enterprise, he's come up with a number of schemes for training where if I upskill you, we won't use exact numbers, but it costs a lot. It'll cost thousands for the course. Won't cost you a penny. Enterprise will take you, and they will allow us to train you, take you from one industry, bring you to another, and you are then fully qualified, depending on the course, 12, 16 weeks, not the degree courses, they still stay three years, Um, and uh, 12, 16 weeks, and you are then fully qualified. You then, it's a bit like passing your driving test. Okay, you can now do it. The best thing you need now is experience. And that's the hardest thing to get. And that's the hardest thing for people coming out with a film degree. Okay, you got a degree, but serve 260 people on the same day. You've now got to get work. Whereas if your training has been on real productions, you've had a chance to build relationships. And and get the experience, which is the most important thing. The experience is crucial. But the biggest lesson, if any students are listening, they're thinking, actually, I fancy you got this film. The biggest thing you can learn is attitude. You know, if somebody wants something doing, be keen, be enthusiastic, be on time. You know, you may have, and I'm not embarrassed about saying this because you need to be aware of it, you know, if you've got, say, BO, be aware of it and just be aware and look after it because what you don't want is people to avoid you. Um, Always be punctual, be keen, be enthusiastic. We've not even talked on what you learned on your course. But if you can have all those qualifications you're awkward to deal with or you're unpleasant to be with, you're not going to get the work. I'm sorry, you're not. Because the man who's picking the jobs is going to say, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's all right.
0: Uh, Having worked in this industry for the last 29, nearly 30 years, I've discovered there's no I in team. Correct. And Silver Rock Studios are going to push that one.
1: Absolutely, completely. Absolutely, completely. It's, It's very much a team effort. I'm just the mouthpiece. You know, I'm setting it up. I'm the... I'm the renter gob at the front of the project. Can Andiga make a movie? No, one ever said I could. That wasn't what I could do. I've lots of experience working on, but I'm not pretending I can. But Ireland overall, between the government's attitude, the council's attitude, I looked also at Donegal. I was asked to look at Donegal or Tipperary. And Donegal is beautiful. It is spe- some spectacular scenery. More spectacular scenery than here. That's not a, a comparison, just the difference. However, it is miles from anywhere. And it's not for somebody like me, I wouldn't be capable of having a sustainable business. Any that's coming from Dublin for a meeting is going to need to stay overnight. Suddenly, it's more expensive. Where am I going to put them all up if we've got a couple of thousand people there? But that's a couple of thousand working at the studio. There's all the suppliers. You know, Ford in Detroit now have less than 4,000 employees. It's not like it used to be. However, there's twenty-five to 30,000 people that actually supply the Ford factory So we've not even got into, you know, the Sheehan's Hardware or the, you know, all the different businesses in Nina that will be supplying us. The vans will be coming in 10 times a day bringing stuff. Uh,
0: Initially, uh, Silver Rock Studios will will be training people, but it it won't have a cohort of qualified uh, film workers living locally. How are you going to get over that? Because I know that in other studios, uh, in the likes of Troy and all that, they had to bring HODs down and crew down from Dublin and pay per diems and all that, which was an added expense the production costs so how are silver rock going to get over that initially
1: okay there's two really simple answers one we are very lucky that troy exists because troy has had a number of years building that critical mass of people used to working around here and we're only 25 minutes away from troy so there is that to go at but secondly this is where again uh the government have been brilliant uh enterprise will give us a grant per person that we employ Now, that's not for profit on our bottom line. That's so we can afford to pay for those per diems and things like that without making it price prohibitive for a production. So we have grants towards employing people. We have grants towards training people. Every single barrier that you could throw up, the Irish government with Screen Ireland are trying to batter down every single one of them in a practical way. What they're saying is, if we can give this a fighting chance of growing, there are over 12,000 people working in the industry in Ireland at the moment. And Leo Varadkar said he wanted to try and double the size of the industry. With respect, that's only 24,000 people. Now, that's a lot of people. But it's not if you compare it with, say, England. Ireland's never going to compare itself to England. We're not trying to be in England as far as that's concerned. We're trying to be quality locations, easy to work with us, easy to work here. Uh, No language issues. Um, We didn't realize the Ukraine war was coming when we started this. So now all the US studios are having to make decisions. Do we commit longer term, two years time, to a production in Budapest, in Warsaw, in places which are set up beautifully for filming?
0: but bordering on a war zone.
1: And it was supposed to be a three day war. Yeah. We're now 10, 11 months into this war. So what's going to happen to you? Nobody knows. So now they're worried about coming in the long term. So they're saying, you know, if you can prove to us you'll be open, if you'll be ready for business, we're in. We're in. No problem at all. Um, it's easy for them. There's good tax incentives, wages, accommodation, things to do. You know, Nina is not a city. And lots of crew will want everything from nightclubs to whatever because they're, they're city people, some of them. But not all of them. We're going to be operating all sorts of things from things on the lake, things different to do. You've got phenomenal golf courses around here. I don't play golf. Many people do. Um, you've got all these horse riding. Um, down the road, you've got Coolmore Stud. You've got Charlie Swan, champion jockey up the road. You've got, you know, just all these different aspects. We want to do a thing also where we're going to bring people into Ballinar from the airport, but bring them the rest of the way on a fast boat. Do you know Why? you ever done that anywhere else? Just experience it. Just the experience. Yep. Just that shock. You've got to have a long flight. And they drop me and Suddenly I'm in the speedboat with all my luggage. And I'm arriving in Drum and And just fantastic. But what will they do? They go home, talk to their peers, wherever they're from. Do you know what? They pick me up by boat. I stayed here. I did this. I did that. You can only earn a reputation. You can't tell people you've got a reputation. You can only earn trust. You can only earn this can-do attitude to be able to um, get people to support you. And we've got to work really, really hard at that.
0: Okay, just just, just on that point, uh, if you're bringing people in from abroad, like American Productions and directors will come in, and um, where are they going to stay?
1: You'd be quite surprised how much accommodation there is around there. There's not enough, but there is over 4,000 bedrooms, 3, 4 and 5 star, within 35 minutes of Nina. Now, 35 minutes is uh, not next door, because that takes us as far as Limerick. But in Nina on the M7, there are three motorway junctions. We've virtually got our own junction on the uh, on the motorway. So for a crew bus or a car to hop on the motorway and take them there, it's certainly manageable. You can spend a lot longer than that just getting through London, uh, through Dublin. So that's a, a travelable distance. So we've got that. There is accommodation in Nina, but not enough yet. And we are I, I can't go into too much detail at the moment, but we're planning for a growth in accommodation of different aspects in the Nina area. That will be uh, residential accommodation that crews can rent. Whether we own them or we do a joint venture with somebody who's building a pile of houses and we do a deal with them and then we rent them out, we take them effectively and rent them out to crew. The Abbey Court, as you know, is starting to be improved immensely. A phenomenal um, room upgrade um, program happening there and it was great. It really was fantastic, but I still not enough. So probably over time, we will try and attract a couple of branded hotels to the area as well only because that will give us another two, 300 bedrooms. That's still not enough. But we have to be very careful. We're not trying to compete or take away any business from existing businesses here. But a lot of businesses in this industry around here at the moment spe- uh, specialise in, say, weddings and things like that. We don't want to spoil their business. And if you're doing weddings, you don't want a pile of our people coming in, hanging around being noisy in a bar or whatever. You want the bar trade, but not if you're a wedding business. So... There's a strategy. When Pinewood Studios first went to Georgia and Atlanta, and um, the one thing they made a mistake with was not investing in surrounding infrastructure. Because if you're coming to an area that, with a new industry that doesn't exist, you have to lead by example, and everybody else will rise because they'll want to be part of it. I can't expect businesses in Nina, that no experience of film people, to be able to cope. In fact, could be the opposite. We yeah, could the cause damage. The yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, if we get involved in a few businesses to help, we may then sell them fairly quickly. We're just starting it, or we may keep them. But the idea is grow with. And the one thing I've been so proud of when we were planning this during COVID, I needed to keep it a secret. I didn't want it hitting all the press because we've no share. We're not a public company. We have no share price to protect. We want. We didn't want people to try and start second guessing. But neither until we had planning. Do you want people? Ah, it never happened in Nina because there is an element of that. You know, the one thing you know, Nina allowed me to keep it a secret. They allowed me to keep it a secret. A lot of work went on, I think, from people like Alan Kelly, the TD before he was the Labour leader. When he he was such a supporter of us. In fact, he found us our site, and him, the council, everybody. Even the radio station, the Nina Guardian, uh, T- Live, all, all these different media—they allowed us to have, you know, whatever we needed for publicity. Things like, by law, you have to say when you've got a planning permission. You know, you have to has to be in the public domain. But we wanted to wait to start our publicity when we had it mean, because we know everyone: what's your first film? How many jobs? How do I get a job? All those answers. And the only reason I'm now this is the first interview I've done about it properly since planning. Is because we're now into the stage we're about to announce that. So on our website now, you will see there's a a chapter now on locations because we know people abroad are looking at us. And all it is is photos. They don't need any tech specs yet or anything like that. And it's an A to Z of areas around here. Okay, there aren't many beginning with Z, but you get what I mean? Hmm. It is pretty spectacular. When you see it in a document that just flows, everything from uh, around the lake bridges, villages, towns, farms. Um, It's just amazing around here. It is phenomenal and so unspoiled. And I was worried when we first said what we do, that people would worry that we would spoil the area. But there's a thing in film, it's leave only footprints. When we finished the film, we've got to build a whole druid village or whatever. When we've gone, you've got to apart from maybe some grass that's still growing for a few weeks, it's not going to look like we've been there at all. In fact, one sad story about that is the Banshees of Indicatorium, which, of course, is the big Globes winner this week, three of them. um, The council haven't allowed... The pub and the house that he lived in were, were built for the film, and they were taken down straight afterwards. And the council didn't allow them to keep it, even for a year, as an attraction. So now you can go out to the islands, it's where they filmed, and you'll recognise the scenery. But in the past, Anna's not been great at that, The Quiet Man in Kong. It was sold privately, now the actual cottage is just a pile of rubble. It there, there is a,
0: a campaign to actually rehabilitate. And I hope
1: thing. they do it. I really hope they do it. Yeah. And what we want to do with this area is film things where we, with the tourist board, can create this trail as a reason to come to the Hidden Heartlands. And I really have to say, I'm not a fan of the Hidden Heartlands as a name, because, but it's to my advantage. It has been hidden, and it's not been spoiled. But if you look around the water's edge, we could film along all the way from, say, Drummondier to Ballinar. And I could have it in 1850, 1950, or 2050. You don't see pylons, you don't see signs, you don't see neon, you don't see... It is phenomenal for a filmmaker. Now, if there's the odd thing, it's no problem CGIing it out. But that's a cost. If there was loads to CGI out, suddenly you then think, is it worth it? We'll pick a different location. So between that, the council's attitude to filming and planning permissions and things like that, I am so excited for the area, so much so I moved here on Saturday and, you know, I'm, my parents are coming over, you know, we are now committed to this area and I can't think I could have gone anywhere else for the whole package that offers so much.
0: Um, you are listening to Scarf Bay Community Radio and this is Ono Hagen here with Andy Egan who is the Chief Executive, the President, the Founder of Silver Rock Studios in Lisbonny in Nina this bunny whereabouts is that in nina
1: so um Lisbon is an industrial estate as you're coming into nina it's the first industrial estate on the right hand side it's the first set of building on the right side it used to be a pharmaceutical um uh, packaging plant for many many years and it's been empty for years and at the moment in it there's just storage and what have you um, the great news about that location and thank you alan kelly because he found that for us um, is it's on the main road we don't need to disturb the town with any trucks, lorries, vans, coaches, or anything else. We can come off the first junction coming from Dublin. I, up until recently, have been living in Carlingford, uh, which is just below the border. I got on the motorway at Carlingford. I didn't get off to a place called Nina. There's not one roundabout, and not one set of traffic lights. And that's the thing about Nina. You're a bit, apart from going up to Donegal or places, but you're basically an hour and a half from anywhere where you want to be, Cork, Galway, Ardmore, Dublin. Uh, I'm 90 minutes from Dublin Airport. I'm 30 minutes from Shannon Airport. Uh, Limerick's 25 minutes, call it half an hour, depending on what time of the day. Um, You're 40
0: uh, minutes from Scarf, which I draw 40 from. minutes from
1: Scarf, which I believe is the centre of the universe. It is. Yeah. A, yeah, For Scarf Bay Community <laughs> Radio. <it> is, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, listen, uh, just just on that, like the, the location is central, and American directors and producers are going to look at a map of Ireland and look at Nina and see, oh, it's in the middle of Ireland.
1: Yeah. Because it is. It is. It is, but it, it, because of this, if you just looked at Nina, you, I'm under no need to say why. But when all these things we've just talked about, when they are put in a succinct document to somebody that's looking, committing an awful lot of millions to a long-term relationship, suddenly there's very boxes untick, very few boxes unticked, and all of them are in the process of being ticked, like the growth in accommodation the growth in jobs, the growth in critical mass of crew that are already here, because they aren't. I had a meeting with somebody, in fact, two very funny stories about that. I was, had a meeting with somebody called, uh, I won't use names actually, but um, in, anyways, in Thailand, and he's making a film in Thailand. And he said his family were from Ireland. Said, oh, whereabouts? He said, well, the Midlands. I said, oh, that's where I am at the moment. And I said, uh, whereabouts? He said, well, it's, it's near Nina, it's on Loch So oh. I said, that's where we're basing ourselves. He said, where are you? And it turns out, I'm sat opposite Drummond in a house looking out of the lake and he's on Ryan's Point. He thought I was in London, I thought he was in Thailand. He lives over there and he's a worldwide director, lives over there, and I'm on the other side of the lake doing the studios. And then he's moved on now, but the last, um, one of the bosses of Netflix, um, who's gone now to an independent studio, but he was in charge of uh, outbound production. To where films were made and uh it's my namesake funnily enough but no relation but i was talking to you about the area and he said you can stop selling he left nina when he was six
0: it's a small world
1: and he's in la and uh, has been on his life. it's just phenomenal
0: it is a small world um i'm 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 like scarpe community radio is on the far side of the lake but our, our, we are connecting communities all around Loch Derrick um There is potential for for people who are living in Scarf to come and work in Silver Rock Studios.
1: The only decision they have to make is just the commute time. But if they get trained to be crew, they might not work in the studios because we're also doing locational stuff as well. So it might be we're working in Ballinar, which is down the road. We might be doing stuff on your side of the lake. You know, you're not abroad. You're not in the country. We don't need injections or visas to come over there and film. We just need the council to support a temporary planning commission for us to do that. That's the thing about that comes as a shock to the American. Two things that come, ease of operation in a country, both commercially, permission, and the locals' attitude. That's the, the, the that's the most important. And the second is then the scenery. Whether you're filming in it or enjoying it, where would you rather be? Would you rather be in the middle of a dark, dirty, gungy city, you know, where parts of Dublin aren't that attractive, um, or you've got areas like this, I've only just learned Holy Island, Holy Island, is older than the pyramids. Now you tell that to America that's used to Disney. And you can
0: tell the Americans it was invaded twice by the Vikings. Was it really? Yes. The Round Tower was built by Brian Baru for his brother, who was the abbot of the island a thousand years ago.
1: Now, allegedly, go to Ancestry.com. I'm related to him. Does that make me a villain? So you're from Clare, really? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So, Inish
0: Inish Culture Holy Island was bought recently by uh, Clare County Council, and they're going to develop it uh, for tourism, uh, keeping its pristine nature that it is, because environmentally, it's very important to look after the place. But, like, Silver Rock Studios can develop a tourism strand To their brand as well, with studio tours, but also tours of locations that you may use.
1: With the council and the previous Minister for Tourism, we made an agreement in return for their support. First of all, we will support Nina People, the town, then Tipperary as the county, then the Midlands, which of course you then fit in, then Ireland, and then we have to go wherever we have to go in the world to get people, product, services. And so if people from Scarra, from Clare, from anywhere, but we expect to get people from Cork, from Galway, because back to this hour and a half again, hour and a half of good roads, it's not like Alan used to be, like you've got, you know, meandering, and you could be haywire, exactly. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is now easy to get around the country. There is no restriction at all. What we will be doing very soon is uh, launching a big new website, which will have two extra tabs in it. And that will be for you to find out more information about jobs and you register your interest. And do not hesitate to put yourself down if you don't tick any of the boxes. The retraining. For retraining. Now, you may have nothing to retrain because you might have done a degree in whatever – but you decided actually I don't want to be a marine biologist anymore because there's hardly any work and I only live in Scariff, so why don't have a go at the movies or television? Because television is faster growing than film nowadays.
0: Well, we saw that over over COVID because everyone was locked down and all the streamers uh, increased their output. binge watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we're all still at that.
1: Absolutely, we are. We are absolutely. I mean, that's why they're so big. These streamers. And um, you know, don't read. Don't be put off by what you read in the press. Like Netflix share price dropped. They only lost 200,000 subscribers out of 150 million. But that's the way the press works, the finance world. There is no shortage of things happening in the future. And also, things are going to change. Digital production is the next big thing. So you may be at the moment at school, not thinking about the movies, but loving coding. Well, it may be you end up coming coding in a place called Nina rather than LA because you're doing VFX and... Uh, we, we should explain what VFX is as well So yeah. your visual, visual special effects are... Um, it used to be in post-production, you would physically change something with computer graphics. Now, you can physically make a mountain that wasn't there. Game of Thrones, there's lots of VFX in it. So where I lived in Carlingford, there's a part of the um, the Carlingford Lock which has just got a particular bend they liked. light. When you see it on the on the telly, there's a castle either side, there's this phenomenal bridge that doesn't exist. And what's changed is called real-time rendering. And that used to take months and months and months for them to generate that on computers. Now it's done in a couple of weeks. Shrek, when that was first made, it had 740 animators working for nearly seven years. Now you would make Shrek in 18 months with probably... Hundred and fifty, hundred and eighteen. So the
0: potential is for for uh, kids in, in school yep. in doing the leaving cert this year, maybe even in TY, to look over the lake here if they're in Scarf Community College, look over the lake towards Nain an and look at Silver Rock Studios. And when the website is enhanced, to go and look at the opportunities that are there Absolutely. and maybe lean your career path uh, into the movie business like I've done and you've done yep. and had successful careers out of it but like the potential is huge to stay local to work local and to stay and be living in your locale
1: you don't need to run to London or LA to earn London and LA wages in the future Um, We will also be having, which will all go public, we will have outreach people going out to the schools and universities and colleges if they want us to, invite us in, to tell you what's coming up, to go into much more detail about what these courses are and what you can do. All I can tell you is you won't need to pay for them, and that's crucial. So you can get a skill and you can go off and do something else in your time, but you know what, you'll still have that skill. Now. The experience is crucial. I can't get over that enough, though. So giving you the skill is only the start. It's down to your effort then. And as I say, a big part of the effort is attitude. Make yourself popular. Make people want to work with you. And you can have a phenomenal career. And, phenomenal works, career.
0: and work safe is the most important thing. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that's another thing that's a big liability on us, working safe. We're also, which is the future, we will be the greenest studio in Europe.
0: How are you
1: going to manage that? So, uh, there's four different areas. So one, how you generate your power. As you know, in the silver mines, uh, in the future, there's the big power station that's coming, but it's too late for us at the start. So between solar, we can't have a big wind turbine because it would affect the skyline of Nina. You, there's a beautiful skyline in Nina from Nina Castle, the church. The, even the water tower is so old, it's, it's attractive. You know. And if you've got a big wind turbine there, it, it's not good. So green energy, um, water, heating, recycling. When you've got a film set, what happens It in the end, it's destroyed. How do you destroy it? So what we will do is there'll be a plant that'll take all this, recycle it, bring it into pellets, and that becomes fuel then for heating for ourselves and other plants and other people that want them. So that is crucial. How you operate on set, how the, op- uh, the offices operate, as far as paper cups, plastic cups, bottles of water, all those sorts of things. And Screen Island are really, really, really keen about pushing green initiatives in Ireland. But of course... Then to cap it all, purely by fluke, a number of the big studios, Disney, Netflix, have made an announcement that from next year they will only work in what's called NZEB or carbon zero, carbon neutral studios going forwards. Well, because we're going to be brand new, we fit in that um, NZEB. NZEB means uh, near zero emission building. And the reason why, and in, it,
0: historically, the, the film business was not a green industry at all, whatsoever. At all. And the amount of waste of sets, and I've seen them getting broken up and thrown in a skip and gone off and put into landfill. So you intend
1: that's not going to happen, absolutely. Uh, and it's a crucial part of us getting the deals with the big studios. We have to show how we're going to. That's our job to manage that. They don't want the hassle of doing it, but all mm-hmm. they want is a piece of paper. So what are our uh, our recycling policy? Brilliant. Great. Because the man that says yes to a multi-year contract in Nina just want to know it's easy and he's not going to have hassle and he's not going to be sued.
0: So you, you have said um, there's lots of work coming. Have you actually got films booked in or production companies that want to come to Nina to shoot in Silver Rock Studios?
1: And um, So there's two answers to that. Um, there is interest from all the major studios, not just in us, in Ireland for whoever is going to um, open new studios. But because there are so many places in the world say we're going to do a studio, the moment we, which is very, very soon, have a spade in the ground, we show them that we've started. Our phase one program is 40 weeks construction. So we show them when it'll be open and we'll show them how we've funded it. They're the three things they want to see. Now the reason for that is they know in 40 weeks, now they may allow, say, four weeks contingency. On top of whatever we've allowed. Now the reason for that is they will then allocate a production, and they may have to go and find two, three, four, five hundred people to start. Then what they can't afford to happen is me saying actually we had a bad winter, so we're two months late, because they've employed all these people. What they're going to do with them for? And they're working to a schedule. No? Exactly. No. And they'll have a TX date for whatever the production is. Then at the other end, because you're now impact- impacting the edit and the you know everything else, so um, they won't commit. And so that's the first thing. So what we decided to do was, while we're waiting for that, the, the big glory contract, we have a number of productions um, which are all going to be location based, all going to be filled and some on your side of the lake as well. Uh, I'll tell you one of them, uh, just as a tease, but I won't tell you the ending. Okay, go cool. on. Uh, this is this an exclusive this now for Scariff Community Radio. So I won't tell you the name bit because um, we've got to change the name bit because I didn't realize another show called this. It was going to be called Castle Rock. Uh, it's not going to be called that now. Um, imagine somewhere present day, um, on a lake called Loch Derg, there is a big Irish country house, and in this big Irish country house there is a couple that live there who love each other to pieces, but they drink too much. And they drink too much and they um, are known in the area, they're always rowing. But they absolutely love each other, but it's when they've had, maybe she's had a few bottles of Prosecco or the little bottles of wine in the pub and maybe he's had a few too many Guinness and um, maybe a couple of whiskey chasers. And that's the only time they row. But everyone loves them because they're the life and soul of the party. Anyway, they're coming from somewhere to somewhere on Lockdurg by boat. Because, and they've had a drink. And they're rowing. And they get past a certain point somewhere near here, final one to be decided, and they hit a rock. Of course they do, yeah. And the boat explodes. Now, by the way, that's a piece of work, that one stunt for seven different council departments. We must make sure that when we finish that scene, explosion, um, there is no... Flotsam, jetsam, debris, there's nothing in the water, there's no pollution, there's no et cetera, et cetera. We've got, we employ divers, safety boats, we, and so on and so on. It's a big, big production. Just for this we'll one-minute scene. Yeah. So they die. Anyway, that's the start of the film. Then what happens? They've got an, an that's only the start son. Of it. That's the start of it. <laughs> Their only son left Ireland. He was sent away at seven to an English boarding school. And from the English boarding school, he then went and joined the British Army. Uh, As an Irishman, but he'd been in England at boarding school, and so off he went. And he's no interested in inheriting his mum and dad's pile in rural Ireland. But he has to come over and sort their affairs out. Now, the village does very well out of the big house, from drivers, uh, housekeeper, uh, the the husband and wife ordering a couple of cases of wine a week, uh, the local shops, they entertain a lot, food, uh, and so it goes on. So they want him to have a really good time. A really really good time, and uh, that he's, they, there's the equivalent of a town meeting in the pub. That look, Michael's coming in a you know in a couple of weeks, and we've got to make sure that he decides not to sell it. You know, so anyway, Michael comes over and all the rest of it. And he's still no interest, and he's very polite, and everyone's lovely with him and everything. And he goes to the pub and gets to know a few people, and that's fine. But because he was in boarding school in Irish, and the Irish and the British Army, he doesn't like his hair getting too long, so he goes to the local hairdressers.
0: And falls in love, of course. And
1: falls in love with the girl in his hair. And they have a few drinks and get on really well. And suddenly she goes a bit cold on him. So the praise of the story without, I can't tell you more because I spoil it, except he, um, somebody's told her that his father may be her father. Mm, So she's thinking, oh my God, can't, can't, can't. If you're making a film for America, let's just say they've all got to live happily ever after.
0: That's something to look forward to. It was Castle Rock, it's going to be changed to something else. Only but, because
1: there's other productions called yeah, Castle Rock. Yeah, but
0: it's going to have multiple locations around Loch Derg. Correct. And Loch Derg. All of it
1: is filmed on Loch Derg, no studios. Though.
0: So Loch Derrick will be your muse it will. and Silver Rock Studios' muse. Yeah. Uh, one more, or a couple more questions. Um, you have a lot of support from elected representatives, and you did mention Alan Kelly, uh, the Labour Party, and also a TD for North Tipperary. Well, not it's used to be North Tipperary, but it's Tipperary now. Yep. Uh, he's living local in Port Roo, a neighbour of yours here. He's been very supportive from the start. And you, you said uh, that he found the site for you, for he the studio.
1: He um, We had a great meeting uh, with Marcus O'Connor at Tipperary County Council, who's Director of Services, uh, just to see. I, I had gone to another county in... Island, I will I won't say where it is. And the reaction I got was mm, I don't think it's for us, I think it's more Dublin. And I was amazed. So I wanted to find out, there was no point coming to Nina and Tip if I'm pushing water uphill. Anyway, the reaction was phenomenal. Uh, Joe McGrath's chief executive, of the council. Uh, even the planning department were phenomenal. They could not have done more for us. And um, I then went to see introduced to Alan Kelly, went to his offices in Nina, and he said, Right this is it. This is coming to you. How can I help? What do you need? I said, well, I've got to find a site. He said, well, what do you need? And we you find the site, I said, I need exercise now. doesn't matter what's on it because it'll be a brand new build. Um, I need room for expansion for a phase two, maybe a phase three, maybe a phase four, who knows? He said, how crucial is the expansion? Uh, well, it's crucial because one of the biggest problems for every student in the world is they haven't got enough space. we have no back lot. Yeah. No back lot. Or well, they have a back lot, but the back lot's full of back lot. Yeah. You know, there's no room for expansion and long-term planning. So we came back within 24 hours of having found me a site uh, owned by a local man. And um, we went to have a look at the Aurora building, which is Lisbon. The, build, the Aurora building is just the name of the... As you arrive, it's the building on the right-hand side. And that's 11 and a half acres, phase one. And then there's expansion land at the back, which the council bought. Because that originally was all owned by... Uh, it used to be called Shannon Development, yeah. so Shannon Commercial Properties. So the council bought the land in the back for expansion, and we can buy it from them. Um, this land in the front, we're buying from the private landowner. And um, But then the council are zoning more areas as well, not just to do with us, but to do with... Nina is a really happening town, it really is, and it's, it's, very, it's quite visionary as far as its future growth is concerned. But, you know, we will do no harm to the safety of Nina Hospital. You know, if they know there's a couple of thousand people coming, I don't know what their plans are and I've yet to have a meeting with the chief of executive of hospital. But it's all all these things are long term strategies. Um the police, the fire, you know, all of them need to be part of, of what we're doing.
0: Silver Rock Studios have been embraced by all in power in Nina and a Tipperary and the support has been there from day one for you for I can't studio. tell
1: you one person that one person that has been critical and even more shocking on our planning application, there was not one objection, which I believe is unheard of. I didn't realise in Ireland, you could have objected in Donegal if you wanted. So I don't know why we were so lucky. People seem to want it, but I, and I also must thank, there are so many businesses, and not just Nina Town, but especially Nina Town, going out from Drummondere, Ballinard, Killaloo, where we've been. And once the fan of what we're doing, like the hotels in Killaloo and Ballinar, we've had people staying in both of them. Every, everybody wants it to happen and they've helped wherever they could to the point of we have had so much where we've had to fight to pay no no wait we'll, we'll get it back later on the rest of it but it becomes awkward embarrassing if people so it's just that attitude it's a people want it and there are many many towns you can go to where they're obstructive and tipperary is a county and your county as well This area, it it seems to me the lake has got some magic about it. And so long as you're not going to spoil it and you're going to enhance its future and make people proud of it, then they're in.
0: Well, if, if Silver Rock Studios' intention is to be part of the community, then you have to look after the community.
1: We want to push screenplay writing. Um, songwriting, plays, all aspects of entertainment from, from Silver Rock. We want to use Nina as the hub. And the biggest announcements come the year, which I will tease and give you another exclusive. Another exclusive. Two, yeah, two of them. These are big. We're doing really well here this morning. We have, well, this is the first interview I've done since the planning, you see. Yeah. Nina will have a twin, which will be a cookie cutter copy Gladys, is a morning interview, um, of the studios in another country.
0: In but, another country.
1: But Nina will be the head office.
0: And uh,
1: Silver Rock Studios will be the template that she'll use for that. Correct. And and Nina will be the head office for that one internationally. And also, we'll be telling you very soon about another one, much smaller for different reasons. Well, the, the potential is so for someone that's
0: listening in, in Scarf or in Nina or in Port Umna or Port route this morning that uh, if you're working in Nina in Silver Rock Studios, you could end up going abroad.
1: You could go literally globally.
0: Andy Egan. President and founder of Silver Rock Studios in Lisboni and Nina. We look forward to the opening of the studio and listeners of Scarf Bay Community Radio will be beating a path to your door virtually via the website as soon as you expand it out. Thanks for talking to Scarf Bay Community Radio. You are listening on 88.3, 92.7 FM, online all over the world on scarifbayradio.com and also on the TuneIn and Radio Garden apps. Thanks again, Andy.
1: Thank you very much, Ewan.